2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA Member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing
0: the all-new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to We Took a Series from the Yankees edition of Sharing Socks. I'm uh, Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son and West Coast correspondent Will, who is very fortunate to be West Coast correspondent because next week he can go to White Sox games without putting a penny in
1: the pocket
0: of Jerry win. win.
1: That's true. That's true. I already got my tickets, and Jerry did not get a penny. Perfect. Perfect scenario. And then I'll do the same thing at the end of the month in Anaheim. There you go. Uh, Yeah, uh, I'm excited for the White Sox to come to town. Uh, One of the games I'm going with my entire softball team uh, they all seem to be very excited that they're going to be able to make fun of me and razz me for the entire experience, uh, but I'm not so sure because we're seeing a little bit of life from some of the White Sox. Uh, I actually am more encouraged than most uh, coming off the sweep of Detroit since the last time we met for the podcast, was which a was a good week. It was it was a good week of very close games. That probably shouldn't have been as close as they were which is the one thing that gives me pause uh especially the detroit games those were a little touch and go at times um but we we got to see uh liam hendricks pick up a a save or two we got to see uh a couple wins in yankee stadium which even as you know sort of lackluster and as nail-biting as they were uh those are still wins in yankee stadium and You know, we mentioned right before we started recording today, uh, which is Friday, June 9th, that the Yankees were kind enough to uh, not have Garrett Cole available. Uh, not have a couple other guys available. One guy, which I feel personally responsible for, was I was at the Yankees Dodgers game <laughs> when uh, Aaron Judge went after that ball. And if you zoom in on the ESPN highlight, you can see me unlatch the door to the wall right before he goes flying through it. And he, you know, the first thing, one, the catch was incredible. Incredible catch to have then a 6 8. 5,000 pound guy go barreling through your wall. Uh, but he got up immediately and he was like, he was like, I'm fine. Go away, go away. And I immediately turned to uh, the guys with me and I was like, ah, that's too bad because they're playing the White Sox next. So it would have been nice to, to see him get up and, and be hobbled just a little bit. Uh, and it turns out he was. So uh, I take full responsibility for Aaron judge, not being active in this series as he is nursing a bad toe. Uh, I think was the the final consensus there, injury-wise. But huge to take two out of three from the Yankees, regardless of uh, it looking like Mars, and regardless of half of the team not being there. Wins are wins at this point when you're in the AL Central, uh, which... Is looking they just worse than
0: 75 worse. win season, and you'll take the division by eight games. It's, it's,
1: I, I uh, can just tell you, there are going to be some furious AL East and AL West teams at the end of this season. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, and, oh and justifiably so, absolutely justifiably so. Yeah, yeah. This 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 is this is a joke, and baseball's got to do something about it because I don't think it's going to be fixed anytime soon. Um, what are
1: you going to do about it, though? Are you, are you just going to do what the, the NBA is doing, essentially, and just ignore the division structure? I mean, I'm not married to any of this. I'm not coming at well, this I, as like a, it has I, to be. I, I think where I wrote a piece, it was on a, up a
0: couple of days ago, but, uh, which was a joke because nothing's going to happen with it. But right. one thing is you go, if you get expansion in the next few years, then you are going to realign. And right. you've got to make some sense out of that realignment instead of having it basically the way it is now. Uh, if you don't get that, and I I really think you have to do something about the structure. All you have to do actually is put in a, a rule that says it'll be the three division winners and the next three best records with the exception
1: that no team with a record of 500 or less can be in the playoffs. But then what do you do if you have a bunch of teams that win 110 games and then you end up without enough playoff teams?
0: Well, again, you, you put in a clause that says that as long as six teams are available. That's okay. that kind of thing. You know, and there there are easy ways to word this, but you've got to make it so that
1: I like geez, that whoever idea. Went
0: to this, this, I mean, this is the worst division in the history of baseball, maybe of major professional sports in the US. And it's not gonna get better. Somebody's record will probably go over five. I mean but it's not are- getting better.
1: I think the AFC South or the NFC South has some arguments at times, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is a this is a joke of a division, and it doesn't seem like it's going to become less of a joke. It actually feels like it's becoming more of a joke of a division as we move on. The Twins have gone from somewhat successful to completely ice cold. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> on that front, let me inter- interrupt on that. But I we're reporting this on. Friday after the Yankees series. Uh, and I was listening to uh, the score as I tend to do when I, go, when I go grocery shopping on Friday mornings. And they were asking, why hasn't Rocco Baldelli been fired? And I've asked this in the past. I mean, I've, I've watched Twins games, not just this year, but other years where you go, what the hell did he just do? And I, I'm rooting for the other team. I'm going, that's the stupidest thing I ever saw. And he does that over. It's not quite
1: Tony LaRusso, but boy, it's damn close. Well, uh, he's with a La Russa, terrible manager. With LaRusso is interesting because you know the man, the man was falling apart essentially. Whereas Bob Deli is is should be quite with it uh, at this point in his life. He's not very old. He's a pretty young guy, and uh, I don't understand their seeming marriage to Rocco Baldelli there he is really with pretty with, with uh, Rigon. yeah it really is and and for a team that in this era of a central division that is so terrible has realistically been terrible for a few years and realistically is going to keep being terrible moving forward for a few years it's very strange to hold on to the manager when you are the team that is supposed to be at the top of the terrible, you know, there's it's, it's easy to say that the twins are on paper, the team that should be comfortably winning the AL central. And that is usually when you get into real hot water with your manager job security is when you are the team that is expected to be better. Uh, well, like, even like if a y-
0: certain team whose hats we are
1: wearing last year. Correct. Yeah, I mean that—that that was the saving thing that helped us get rid of Larusa was the fact that we were supposed to be better that whole time, and we were way worse than we were supposed to be. But the twins are also a lot worse than they're supposed to be. I mean, okay. the original and, and, projections. And this is the first time. And no, this,
0: this is not. Last the first year time. they totally collapsed. Year before last. Oh yeah, that was now, had, where they had
1: a huge lead,
0: much bigger overall injury problems than the White Sox, much as we we moan. But still, you know what they're going to be. I mean, you know Buxton's going to be out because Buxton's going to be out. It's like our guys who are always out. Speaking of what Jaloy limped off last night, Yeah, uh, I, I looked just before we, we started to record and they've not said anything at all whether he's going to be out for a little while. It didn't look like I was crippled or anything, but these well, things I've, can't stretch out.
1: I will say his injury I don't know i i okay, so I'm a professional actor. I definitely am pretty good at seeing when people are acting and when they're not <laughs> i I think someone didn't hustle out a ground ball and was covering a little bit because we're seeing that theme across Major League Baseball of guys not hustling and getting benched as they should. And I don't know. He came out of the box pretty strong. He he was very strong through his stride up until the very end when I think he caught a glimpse that he should have been running harder than he was. And then all of a sudden he was hurt. Uh, I don't know. I saw a little bit of it from Mancata yesterday. Moncada physically looked horrible yesterday. Uh, he looked hurt any time he was running, uh, whether he was fielding. he didn't or, have to when he got home. Exactly. I mean, but wow, he he just seemed to be coming up a, a little short on, on everything. So I hope he's okay. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but hopefully Eloy's injury isn't too bad. But it really looked a little bit of like, you know that thing when uh, uh, I do and everyone does who plays baseball, where you make an error and the whole time you're just looking at your glove like, man, this thing really just... It just blew it on that play. This thing really let me down. I had that thing, but this little string sticking off right here, I think that's what did it. That's why it went through my legs. Uh, I I, I got kind of those vibes from Eloy's injury yesterday. and I I hope that's what it is. I hope so too, but I'll also be kind of mad. (laughs) Because uh, I'm not seeing necessarily the kind of hustle. Also, I will just say watching Eloy play right field – uh, this week, I think he's actually a lot worse at fielding than any of us really ever thought. He is just, he, he, yeah, he he misplayed some every really. single ball. I mean, yeah. almost every single ball hit to him was misplayed. It was a bad route, bad jump, no clue how to how to play it off a wall. He is he cannot be a right fielder. It, it is just insane that you would have him play right field in Major League Baseball. Can't, of course, can't your, catch, your alternative can't, can't catch camp is threat. about 2% better, and, and that's Sheets. I know, and, and this is coming from – I am saying these words as a guy who knows what the alternative is. <laughs> and I still – I mean, Sheets is absolutely terrible out there, but Eloy is as lost as you can be. He just has no business playing right field. I don't even like him in left, but he certainly can't play right. Uh, I mean – I. Well, I don't know if you got to start putting sheets out there on a daily basis. If Eloy's hurt, maybe we'll we'll see some changes. Um, our our miracle guys who had come in and been playing uh, sort of miraculously well, we saw we had seen some good stuff out of Hazley and some uh, weirdly well, good uh, good stuff out of Clint Fraser, which has all gone away on the offensive side, uh, completely regressed essentially. So I I don't know what they're gonna do but we just we just do not have three outfielders on this team uh, that 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 both hit
0: and field no it does does not exist yes it's a sad thing Speak one thing I want to bring up about this past week and again great week five out of six wins including two out of three from the Yankees what is the thing? Because we need to look forward. But, but what is the thing? Because it happened twice this week. We happened to win one of the games that over and over and over the White Sox cannot hit a guy who just got brought up from the minors with a seven and a half ERA and AAA. What is the deal? The, the, and I can't even remember the name, but the Detroit guy no hit him for five innings. I know. And then the Yankee guy two hit him for five innings and change. And it, it's not like, oh, well, these two weird situations happen. It's been years like that. And it, we, we've often, not us particularly, but in general, Sox fans talk about, well, they don't prepare enough. Well, maybe they only get as far as they do because they prepare really well, but you can't prepare for the guy you've never seen and nobody else has ever seen unless you have really good scouting. And I understand Jerry's cut down on the scouting staff quite a bit. Well, then then there's your answer. Um,
1: But, you know, this is also – this isn't an era where you need someone to necessarily go to Tulsa to see the pitcher pitch, you know. But you need the video. Everything's recorded from many, many angles, which makes me lean more towards just total lack of preparation. There's no reason at this point – when you are facing a guy who's made it all the way up to the majors, there's no reason you wouldn't have hours and hours and hours and hours of footage of them pitching, especially, you no, know, it's it's just true. Cause everybody's going through the minor league. Every minor league game is filmed. Uh, once you get to the higher levels, they're filmed very in depth because a lot of teams are using them for scouting. I, I don't know. I don't know how these guys come up with these seven and a half triple A ERAs and, and do this. Uh, but it certainly makes me feel like it is a total lack of preparation, a total lack of preparation, which is in line with the White Sox mentality and the mentality that comes from the higher-ups, the trickle-down laziness, as you see from the White Sox. You would think that Pedro Grafal would be a little more on it in this circumstance. The hitting coach would be a little more on it. Uh, but I don't know, because these guys who have been doing this Also have not shown me anything that says, wow, we shouldn't be hitting this guy. This, this is different. This is special. This guy's having a day. It's been good. It's been good pitching, but it hasn't been guys who should be shutting down a major league lineup. Uh, And that's what's been happening. So I, I, you know, as I do with most things with the White Sox, I'm chalking it up to laziness, utter, 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 utter laziness. Uh, but we should take our break there. We will come back and uh, let's look at what's ahead of us, including um, a matchup with a surprisingly decent Marlins team uh, coming to Chicago starting today at 7:10. Uh, so uh, we will be right back. Hang in there. It's sharing socks. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. First half we covered this past week, which we squeaked by with a lot of juicy little wins, including our delightful sweep of the Tigers. Uh, moving forward, though, we're about to host the Miami Marlins, who are in second place uh, in the NL East. It's um, a pretty
0: damn good division.
1: Yes. I mean, there has been some, some disappointments and some injuries there. So the Mets are certainly underachieving. They're on a six game losing streak. Uh, But the Marlins are on a six game winning streak sitting at 35 and 28. Run differential is in the negatives uh, a little bit better than us, but not a lot better than us. Um, What do you think? What do you think about this upcoming series? Well, it's it's going to be interesting. They, The first game
0: is, uh, if I say it right, Eury Perez uh, for the Marlins. That could could be correct. I'm not sure. He's a rookie phenom. He's a 225 year He is blowing people away. And uh, he's going against Dylan Cease, who has not been blowing anybody away. So
1: uh, sure has not.
0: That will be interesting. Second game, Sandy Alcantara. Historically, a very good pitcher. This year, a very bad pitcher who just gave up five runs to Oakland in seven innings. Uh, At least uh, he threw seven innings, but yeah. yeah. uh, He goes up against Michael Kopech. And then Giolito, who has been terrific, uh, will be pitching on Sunday against Braxton Garrett. And the Sox better not lose that one. Garrett is a lefty with an ERA of four and a half. That's, that's, That's Sox meat. That that's that that's main course of dessert all rolled into. I shouldn't say it because God knows what's gonna happen. Yeah,
1: I'm like, oh great, here comes a here comes a no hitter from a left handed guy. He just with gave a up four ERA. runs in five innings to the
0: Royals. So,
1: I mean, you you speak of these teams like we uh, are so much higher than them, and I, I will output. say
0: what so, so I, I will say one thing that I hope happens for a guy on the other team on the good sense rather than the Sox. I hope that in this weekend series, Luis Arise goes 10 for 12, gets erased in a double play every single time he gets on, but I hope he leaves town hitting 425. I mean, the kid is amazing, and
1: it would be wonderful to see how long he can keep up the 400 or above range. It's June 9th. He's hitting 403 on June 9th. Holy cow. I I think your next biggest, your next highest batting averages are 340 range, which tends to be where we are with our highest batting averages at this point as they all start to sort of settle in and get down towards the, the place that they'll land around 320 these days, tends to be your higher end. And he is at 403. And what's crazy to me is he had dropped down to around 370. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, and now he's back up over 400, which just tells you that that this is not going away anytime soon. We ha- we have our first guy since Ichiro, I think, who could actually hit 400 in a season.
0: I, you know, I don't really think that's I don't think that's realistic. But I, I think in I loved even when he was with the Twins, and we're never supposed to think anything good of anybody in the Twins. But he was fun to watch bat. He, of course. And and when you because you mentioned Ichiro, to watch Ichiro bat was to watch like the peak of the profession, the very best way anybody could go about it at bat. The man, the man was just incredible. And Arise, he's not Ichiro. He hasn't been around that long. But he still he seems to have a plan for everything that's going on. Every kind of pitch, this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, he's he's set for whatever. He apparently is reading the pitchers' extreme well. He's reading spin well, whatever it may be. He's he's ready for what's coming. That he's fun to watch because he's just so adept and so totally locked into what's going on.
1: Yeah, I think one of the craziest things about Luis Arias for me, because as a White Sox fan, we saw him constantly running the bases <laughs> yes. for the Twins. Luis Arias is only 26. Isn't that insane? We have been watching this guy hit over 300, and in some cases over 330 at the major league level for years, and he's only 26 years old. Luis Arias is hitting 403, and he has not entered his prime in terms of professional athletes. He is heading into his prime. I am just like, I, it just blows my mind, the skill level this guy has, especially when you break down the science of hitting and how you have less than half the time of of one blink of the eye to see the ball, pick up the pitch, pick up the spin, uh, pick your location, whether or not you're going to swing, then execute a perfect swing to put the ball in play. You have less than half a blink of an eye for that moment. And Luis (laughs) Arias is doing it successfully four out of ten times. It's unbelievable. And and the way he plays, I I think there's a good chance we see Luis Arias for 12 more years. Like, he is just building an unbelievable career. I agree with you. I hope that this weekend we see Luis Arias and only Luis Arias on base constantly uh i would love to see him put up a, a 10 for 12 something like that as long as he never scores um i'm I, I don't know how this series is gonna go dylan Cease has been borderline unwatchable uh he's he's so bad right now and so inefficient <laughs> that he's not fun to watch uh, Gialito was absolutely incredible to watch uh, the last couple times out. Gialito is looking like the Gialito we've seen before, and we're always hoping to see again. Good for him. I'm I'm really excited about that. Kopech still a little back and forth, but when he's on, holy cow! Yeah, when he he's when he's is... on, he's
0: completely unhittable.
1: When his confidence is up and when he's got the the spin working on that on that slider, he is absolutely he is a video game the way the ball is moving. I mean he is just extraordinary. So that's where kind of my positivity about the White Sox moving forward this year is coming from. I, I'm really excited to, to see Giolito figuring it out. really excited to see Kopech figuring it out. The thing that's killing us right now. Cease is a shell of what he was. I don't know if it's because he has to work faster now. Um, a lot of the guys early on when they said who's going to struggle the most with having to go faster, a lot of his teammates said it was going to be Cease. Uh, the other said it was Matt Foster. Not around. And and Cease is showing that he is not nearly at... Uh, his command is gone working in a slower way thus far. So he needs to figure it out. He needs to turn it around. Lance Lynn, I think, is at this point a five-starter that you just kind of hope he gets through his he's, outing. He's
0: fried. I, I, I think Lance is fried. Uh, I I have no hope. That, he won some games in March. I mean, in, in April. No, in May. We'll find a month I know about. Uh, he won several games in a row in May, but they were all against teams from guess where? The Triple A L Central, Central. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he pitches against anybody else, he gets clobbered. Um, he's just fried, and then he's got, he, he's got nothing. He mentioned it's not pitching well. That the Dodgers series, we'll get to the games you get to see next week after Miami's day off, which is nice, and uh, then three in in LA at, at Dodger Stadium. First time is going to be Lynn against Tony Gonzalez. That's dire. Uh, next game will be starter number five versus Clayton Kershaw. And yes, we like to pick on lefties, but not that lefty.
1: Uh, I'll be there for that game. And I can tell you
0: that's, that's not going to go well for the White Sox. And then uh, the next one we get back around and it will be cease again. Uh, taking on some guy. I even forget what his name is. (laughs) That's, that's shameful. Um, but who is who is not good, uh, who's running an ERA, five-ish, um, and, has, and has not pitched much. He's been at four or five starts, which is the bad thing for the White Sox, I guess.
1: Yeah, is that Michael Grove? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's who I saw pitch against the Yankees uh, on Saturday, and he got, he got slapped around quite a bit. And he actually put together some, some solid innings, but – uh, he's he's kind of a good matchup for Cease, and that uh, who knows what both of them are going to do on any given day at this point. Uh, Voldemort or he who should not be named, uh, sitting at a 4.19 ERA at this point, WHIP around 1.4. Uh, I believe I predicted him to be around four and a half, uh, heading into heading into the summer and ending up around five and a half by the end of the summer, and I think he's certainly on pace. Uh, and showing signs that I yeah, will sure. be a genius, uh, which I always am. Um, Lance Lynn's RA is up to 6.72. who boy. Uh, and Giolito is coming back down to planet Earth, which is lovely to see, at 3.75. Uh, the, you know, biggest... Uh, Perks or, or pleasantries we've seen uh, pitching wise is, you know, Keenan Middleton still sitting at a 1.3 ERA. Gregory Santos sitting right at two. Uh, Joe Kelly has shown signs of being a, a really good pitcher. Uh, the bullpen as a whole has. Well, has you know, it, a speaking lot of better. the
0: bullpen, Liam, after a little shakiness the first couple times out, because we just had this thing of bringing people back too early. Uh, Seems to have settled in now to being his old self. His strength is back. His movement's back. He's got control of of the slider, which was a big deal, uh, which he didn't have early. His fastball was fine, but his slider was all over the map. Now he's got control of that. The big one was last night, Thursday night, Garrett Crochet, because he was pretty terrible the first few times out. Again, bringing him back too early instead of letting him work things out in Charlotte. Uh, coming back from Tommy John, he was pretty darn sharp. Uh, because his first times out, it wasn't that he didn't have velocity. It was that he had no idea where the ball was going. And now he seemed to have a pretty good idea last night. hope that's not a one-off, and that he's he's getting back into where his, his rhythm is right, his motion's right, his release is right, and all those good things. And I know you've said very bad things about Ethan Katz in recent weeks. I have not I'm still uh I'm still uh, a cat's lover.
1: Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, crochet uh that was I mean that was a great thing to see. Uh coming off of his his previous four appearances he had either given up uh at least a walk and a hit most times more than two walks uh in in a single inning and in some cases more than three hits in a single inning. Yesterday, no hits, no walks in his inning. What a great sign! I, I would love to see Crochet come back and come back strong. Seems like a nice kid and has a ton of potential. Those injuries are brutal. I hope he's he's overcoming it because if he gets good, I mean, the bullpen is the bullpen has been showing us that they that's completely reversed. They've gone from the are, worst, yep. the worst in the
0: major leagues except for Oakland, uh, to one of the best in the last few weeks uh the bullpen's here
1: the bullpen is here to play
0: started to look good
1: bummer's been looking good kelly's been looking good i think keenan middleton and and the return of liam hendricks i think they're fired up out there you've got a couple guys out in that bullpen who just get jazzed up when they're playing baseball and i think that goes a long way and i think when you have guys like middleton and guys like hendricks who get so amped I think guys like Joe Kelly really buy into that energy. Uh, I think even guy like Aaron Bummer buys into that energy. So you're seeing a lot of our relievers go out there and they are just ready to rock, which is so different from the beginning of the season when you would watch games and these deer in headlights, essentially, were coming out to the mound when the starters would leave after throwing 125 pitches in two innings. Uh, it's... it's exciting right now because our starter efficiency is still absolutely abysmal and pathetic and terrifying. So when you are seeing these guys get to 90 pitches in three innings, it's nice to be at this point now where you're like, all right, bring in Middleton, bring in Santos, bring in Bummer, bring in Crochet, bring in Graveman, bring in Hendricks. I mean, that's a scary group of dudes right now. Uh, the bullpen has been the absolute highlight of, of this run. They, they don't win a single one of these games from this winning streak without the bullpen being as good as they've been over the last week, week and a half. They don't win a single one. These were mostly one run games, very close. Uh, a lot of games were handed to us in, in various ways. If the bullpen oh, yeah. was not what they are, we are, we are 13 games under 500 right now for sure. Bullpen is keeping the White Sox alive. I'm loving it. I'm loving watching these guys come out and, and mow them down and just get so freaking pumped. I hope that it starts to translate more towards the day-to-day position players because they're still looking a little sleepy out there. The walk off out, but, you know, they're still looking kind of sleepy out there. We need we need that energy to come through. But that is about all the time we have for today. Do you have any final thoughts before we head into our series with the Marlins? Uh. No, nope, but I hope it goes swimmingly.
0: And, uh, oh, 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 oh. and that you get to see some good games where the crowd, other than you, is very disappointed.
1: Yes, I, I am looking forward to it. We will probably come back to you next week after that series, just because I will be doing my local reporting duty. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm really pumped to have the White Sox in town. going to have a couple – uh, other guys, I think from Southside Sox uh, come out to the games as well, which will be really cool. And you know, it's always nice to see see my boys in black out in California. Uh, and then I'll probably head down at the end of June to see Shohei uh, do some do some work with them as well. But uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time on Sharing Sox.